Truck Month is on now. Get 1.49% financing for up to 72 months on a 2022 Chevrolet Silverado 1500. Plus, eligible Costco members can receive a $750 bonus on select trucks. Conditions apply. Visit ChevroletOffers.ca. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Back to full. Red Sox fans have longed to hear it. The Boston Red Sox are world champions. Game over, series over, and the Red Sox are world champs again. The engine's ready to celebrate. Joy these fans. Here comes a 1-2 pitch. Red Sox win the World Series! 5-1 to the final tonight! You're listening to the Pesky Report, a podcast dedicated to the Boston Red Sox by Red Sox fans. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Pesky Report. This is episode number 35. I am Brad Chandler, and with me today, I have my co-host, Ryan Palmer. How are we doing? Um, we're doing. Could have been better with the win, but I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also joining us, our other co-host, Ryan Brady. How are we doing? Not too good, Brad. Um, you know, I'm kind of tired of not playing well. We finally pitched well. Then we don't hit, and uh, I got some plans. I got some plans, big plans. Yeah, I heard some of your big plans, and uh, <laughs> it, it involves one name that is just getting thrown around all year. Uh, we'll get into that. So we just got done losing on a walk-off. <laughs> on a walk-off. What was it, a pass ball? Is that what they're calling it? Was it? I, I thought it had to be a wild pitch. That was kind. Of, that was in the dirt. I think anything in the dirt, you can't blame on the catcher. Whatever. I'll blame, it, I'll whatever. blame the throw on the catcher. Yeah, it, I said yeah. the same thing before you come on. I said you, you can't underhand that. The that throw to second base. I was telling you. I was telling you, uh, Ryan. I'm not even calling you guys, Ryan. I'm just going to call you Palmer and you Brady. Um, but I was telling you before we ended up going on that they should have just let him take second instead of throwing it. It, it, it. There was two outs. That that didn't mean anything. Throwing him out at second was not worth it. What The worst part of it was what happened. You threw it, it threw it away. The guy ends up on third, and because of a, a wild pitch, they got to walk off. It was probably the worst loss of the year for the Red Sox. I mean, Pavetta pitched a damn gem tonight. My boy. Finally, yep. we saw a starter go into the seventh inning. Complete six. 
did, did Perez go into the seventh against Houston? All, all I know is that I did the stat last night. The last two weeks, on average, the Red Sox starters are going four and a third. Yeah, you listen. Nick Pavetta put his big boy pants on. You true. Right? Nothing about gripping a baseball or whatever. He went out there. He was a fucking bulldog. Went out there, strapped it on, and you know what? Kudos to Nick Pavetta because I mean he went in there, played a, a good baseball team that's now starting to find their footing a little bit, and held up zero inning after inning after inning. And you know what? Sucks that Garrett Richards can't do that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't, I, we'll, we'll talk about the Garrett Richards situation. I kind of want to talk about this last game because uh, obviously it's fresh and that wound is still open. Uh, six and two-thirds. He had a no-hitter, uh, and they ended up taking him out. What were your thoughts, uh, Palmer? What are your thoughts on taking a pitcher out who has a no-no going in, uh, going and he's six and two thirds into the game? To be honest with you, I don't like it. Uh, I'm not really big a, a big pitch count believer anyway. Never have been. I just disagree. Uh, the guy has a no-hitter going right. Um, you know, how often is he going to get that chance to potentially throw a no-hitter? And it was even though I thought he was very very professional, he did put up a stink about it. He put his head down, shook his head yes, and walked off the mound like a professional. I liked all that, but at the same time. If I'm coaching, I do not yank anybody with no hitting on. That's just my that's my feeling. And what, what are your thoughts, Brady? Uh, opposite, actually. Lo- I love that. I thought it was great managing by Cora, knowing his pitcher, knowing the fact that uh, he's so far over his innings uh, pitch from last year that you've got to protect him and know him better. Plus, you know, this is not the eighth or the ninth inning. He, he was not getting to, to that ninth. It was not happening. And to me, the worst thing to do is to put the player in front of the team um, in, his, you know, in a, a tie ball game, no run. He walked out with his head held high as opposed he to, he did. you know, letting let a, a weak shot going or something like that. He pitched his ass off. And, and I think that shows – for that pitcher to have that response, as you point out, Palmer, for him to have that response to me shows the relationship that Alex has with his players. Yep, because Pavetta, probably the best game, obviously in a Red Sox uniform, but in probably years, right? And yep. that kid was just like, you know what? You got it. I kind of have to agree on both sides here. Um, I think he should have finished the seventh. I, I, I personally think that he should have finished it. Uh, maybe push Taylor in uh, in the eighth, or even you know out of you know, or was it Darwin's in in the eighth? Yeah, yeah, it was Darwin's in. Yeah, I I probably would have gone Taylor then out of you know. Um, I still kind of have that trust issue with uh, Darwin's in. It's control. I mean, that's that's a trust issue with me. But yeah, um, but I agree. He wouldn't have been able to finish the no-hitter. He wouldn't have been able to complete the game, especially at the pitches. He was at 100 pitches at six and two-thirds. Uh, I definitely would have, like I said, liked to have seen him finish uh, the inning. Yeah, I, no, I, I think you're right on that one, Brad. I I, I, I don't disagree um, You know, with that one. I actually thought when Cora went out and, and had a little more than a, a five-second chat, I thought he was going to, you know, you got one more. Um, I was a little surprised that he took him out, um, but uh, it is really refreshing to see a pitcher not talk about. Uh, I can't grip the ball. Um, I have to really, you know, it, it was really nice to see a guy go out there and just pitch well. 
I guess we should just talk about the elephant in the room because this is like the third time you've mentioned <laughs> the gripping of the ball. <laughs> uh, Garrett Richards uh, yesterday he threw eleven curveballs, and I believe what was it? Four of them were for strikes, something like that. Uh, and then after the game, he said that he went what one and two thirds, which is it was the shortest outing of his um, Red Sox. Uh, for the Red Sox this year. And that's hard to believe because he went out and with uh, his first game, I believe he went two innings, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought he went less at some point. But he comes out and he's getting interviewed and they're talking about, uh, he's talking about how he has to change everything he's done for the past nine and a half years. Now we all know about the sticky substance, uh, spider tack, whatever it is. Um, now, Palmer, you're a uh, a pitcher, am I correct, or a pitching yeah, coach? I've well, both. I've I pitched my whole life. All right. So, what are your thoughts on the whole like sticky stuff? Not not just like spider tack, but like rosin um, with sunscreen and stuff like that as well. I've never really tried it. You know, for me, it's either to my mouth or across the forehead to get some sweat if if, if needed. But and, and I, I don't throw 95 to 100 miles an hour, so I don't know, you know, what they're being taught or if there's anything different about it. But you grip a baseball, you throw the goddamn baseball. I mean, I, I make an adjustment. If it's that big of a deal and you're getting paid millions of dollars, you're a major league pitcher, and you're trying to tell me you can't make an adjustment based on not using sticky stuff, I, I don't get it. I mean, according to what the athletic is saying, is they, they've all been uh, warned in spring training about the sticky stuff, you know, sunscreen, uh, uh, any of that stuff that they were using. I don't, I don't know what else they were using. Um, but, Brady, what are your thoughts on the, on the uh, sticky stuff as well? Uh, it's really just disheartening to me just to, just to hear that. I, I mean, going back early, I, Garrett Richards has had excuses in the beginning. Um, then, I, you know, I was really like, all right, we're finding our way. And, you know, he's, he's kind of like a quirky guy, but whatever. But for to hear say, like, I have to relearn everything. Then to me, then your career is a sham. Right. Then then to say something to, to that effect that I have to relearn everything, then in all honesty, you should you should retire and walk away because you're saying I can't do the job that you paid me. I'll come back next year when I relearn it. That's pathetic. Like to really to say to that, not boy, I, need, I think I'm almost there because you hear Dave Bush. And he's sitting there and saying a couple adjustments. He's not as far away as you think. But like Garrett Richards needs to, in my opinion, really shut up a little bit. And, and figure out, like, pick Nick Pavetta's brain and go, hey, man, you're a major league you know, pitcher as well. Why are you going out there and pitching very well, but but he's falling apart? Like, you know, like, what is it? And it, it kind of scares me to say, what can he offer the rest of the year, right? If Is it really just – is it just a sham? Yeah, when Richards came out uh, his first outing, he was talking about how like he has 32 more starts, whatever else he said. And then he came out a couple starts later and he was talking about he didn't have a jacket. Man, uh, you know, just coming up with excuses and excuses. And then he started pitching well. Um, and then like recently he's, you know, not just recently, but he's not been pitching all that well um, past few starts. Uh, and now with the sticky substance, um, he's not able, he's 
basically saying that he has used it. Um, I kind of blame MLP f- uh, for not stepping in earlier. I agree. Uh, I agree there. And mm-hmm. this is going to affect. This is going to affect a lot of pitchers, but when it comes to Garrett Richards, it's excuse after excuse after excuse. And I was a big guy on Garrett Richards, knowing about the whole spin rate and whatnot. And then now we got this. And it's just disheartening hearing him talk like that. It's like sometimes, dude, just shut up. You know, this is Boston. This isn't like Pittsburgh, you know, where everybody's going to be like, oh, okay, you know, whatever. I mean, this isn't uh, this isn't L.A. where people are going to be like, oh, oh, all right, whatever. This is a big market, bro. Like, get your shit together. Like, learn how to talk to the press. I mean, your pitching coach is coming out and saying that you don't have that far, uh, that many adjustments that you have to do. And you're just like, I got to uh, I gotta recreate my entire career. Well, I mean, wasn't, it, wasn't it, was it Glass now, the Tampa Bay, that blamed his injury on not being able to use it or something like that? Or? All right. So on that, on that point, I kind of have to agree with him there because of the fact that, again, MLB is stepping in halfway through the season, midway through the season. And these pitchers have been using things like sunscreen and rosin for their entire. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Some people were made to follow the instructions. We were made to make our own. To always measure twice and never cut corners. Unless, of course, we've got a compound miter saw. Northern Tool and Equipment is a problem solver's paradise. There's nothing we can't find, fix, or figure out together. We're made for this. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. They've been using this stuff for their entire career. Now... Glasnow has is just dirty. He's nasty. But now that he's not allowed to use sunscreen and rosin, and I commend him for actually coming out and saying that that's what he uses. You know, it, he comes out and he tells them, he's like, now I got to grip it harder to get a better grip. And now that you're gripping it harder, you 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 know this, Palmer. Like you grip it harder, it goes down your forearm and it goes down to your elbow. So now you're going to be putting more force on your elbow. So, of course, that's going to end up affecting. And I think he's not going to be the only pitcher out there uh, that's going to end up getting hurt because of this. But Before, before the season or after the season, not right in the middle like this. Oh, Couldn't yeah, agree more. I, Could not agree more. 100% agree. Going right in the middle of the season is just – it's a Rob Manfred thing. He's just like, yeah, you know what? I'm the commissioner. I can do what I want, and nobody's going to tell me no. Honestly, like – He's just inept at like every avenue. It just seems like he makes the wrong. It's almost impressive that he actually makes the wrong decisions repeatedly. Like everyone agrees universal DH is, I can't say hundred percent, but right. Like, you know, they've done surveys. People like the universal DH. So what does he do? No universal DH, right? It's just, it's a repeat, you know, a repeated pattern of behavior. But the reality is 
if you sign a pitcher, I don't care who it is, but if you sign a pitcher and that is a substance that they use that helps them have spin rate and in the middle of a season, you're going to give no chance for readjustment. You know, really, Tyler Glass now, maybe in spring training, they talk about maybe, you know, strengthening other you know, parts of his other parts of the arm, maybe kind of help out with, with some things. But you're making him change on the fly. Um, and he had an injury that he never had prior to. So if I'm Tyler Glass now, I get where he comes up with that statement. But to change in the middle of the season, I mean, what, what, like, what, what are we just going to say? No batting gloves next in the middle of the year? Like, let's just stop. Like, no, because- no pint there on the bats anywhere? I, I I don't remember who it was, but I remember seeing a tweet um, from some boomer who's saying that uh, batters shouldn't be able to take off anything that uh, that they wear up to the plate. If you're wearing the shin guards, the elbow guards, and gloves and things like that, you have to wear those on the base. You can't you can't take any of that stuff off. And I'm just like, where are these people coming up with this crap? And then these are things that Rob Manfred's sitting here looking at. And he's like, "Yeah, you know what? Check that out in my book." All right, that's that's next year. They wanted they wanted the universal DH. They didn't want the the runner on second and extras. Okay, so no universal DH, and Check we're gonna go with the runner on second and extra innings. Yep, it's gonna it's gonna work, and everybody's gonna love it. No, it, 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 hey Brad. Did you see there was an article on ESPN that talked um, Theo Epstein has a really cool job. He's kind of charged with like improving baseball, right? Yeah, and he's doing a hell of a job. Well, listen, listen. He he's doing some studies right now. Instead of instead of Rob Manfred and just making changes on the fly, he's actually trying to implement them in minor leagues and see like what do we have as a result. And one of the things that they came up with is that fans asked almost universally for three things more in baseball: more triples more doubles, more stolen bases. That's what fans want to see a lot more of. And what Theo Epstein uh, came to a uh, recommendation for next year is to reduce the number of pitchers on a pitching staff. Because when you – no, I actually – I think it's brilliant. If you have pitchers going four and a third inning per start, they're airing it out 100 miles an hour. They don't have to pitch to contact, right? So now instead of putting the ball in play and being exciting, it's now just pitcher versus batter and that's it. Right now, 25% of all batters are striking out. Do you know who last had that for a season? Sandy Koufax. So right now, MLB as a whole, it's like they're facing Sandy Koufax every freaking night. But if you have a pitcher that has to go six, six and a third because his pen doesn't have as many guys and they have to pitch to contact, now we're getting some doubles. We're putting the ball in play more often, right? We've got a little too, you know, like punch and Judy with, with these things here. But the truth really is Theo's looking for ways to improve the game. But by experimenting in the minor leagues, what a crazy idea seeing how it works, and then making changes in the future. What a fucking concept. <laughs> I love Theo. I'm sorry. I like Theo, too. What I mean, no, like, I don't like Theo, Brad. No. Huh? What'd you say? I, I don't like Theo. I, I really – I would totally buy Theo's dinner a uh, hundred times in a row again. Would so, you tongue punch his fart box? I love Theo Epstein, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say that whatever Theo needs from me, uh, he needs a yeah. tongue puncher. <laughs> Listen, I can't confirm or deny that. What I can confirm is 
Uh, Theo's a very, he's a beautiful man. <laughs> all right, so, let's uh, move on. Yep. Um, yeah, you know, more triples. Uh, I can agree with the doubles. Um, I'd like to see more small ball, um, less less of the uh, home run strike them out uh, concept. It's kind of old. Um, and I, I don't remember who ended up telling me about this, but, you know, the fact that uh, MLB owns Rawlings is a little suspicious, too. Uh, I, I, I mean, was that you, Palmer, that told me about that? No, that's, that's, that is interesting, though. Yeah, so, oh. I mean, that's, that's interesting to find out. Uh, maybe it was somebody at work ended up telling me about that. But how do you think, like, now, now we know how the uh, – uh, the ball was able to fly out of the park a couple of years ago, and then now they're deadening the ball and stuff like that. So that's a little that's a little weird. Maybe maybe not owning the baseball company that's making the baseballs for uh, the league. You know, um, that might be a concept for Theo to get under. Um, so we we've talked about Garrett Richards. We talked about Nick Pavetta being a boss tonight. Um, my favorite part of Nick Pavetta wasn't even when he was pitching tonight. Uh, it was when he was in the uh, in the dugout and he just started slamming the fucking Gatorade uh, cooler. You guys see that? Tell me you guys saw that. Yeah, I did. And he's I just, love the intensity. He's just I I love the intensity too. But the only thing that like what it reminds me of, and I really don't want it to happen. I believe it, it was Carson Smith. He he ended up slamming his glove and he fucked his arm up. Mm-hmm. And then oh, he yeah. tried he tried blaming it because they were using him too much. But I don't want to see something happen to Pavetta. I mean, it was his left arm, so it's his catching arm and whatnot. But I don't want to see him get hurt. Nick Pavetta uh, will not get hurt. Nick Pavetta is a fucking bulldog. Yeah, I, I, I'll have to give that to you for tonight. You've been one hell of a Nick Pavetta um, stand. I'm going to say, you know, Carson Smith hasn't thrown a pitch in the major leagues since that, right? Like that's real. So Carson is, Smith is, is just that, yo. Is that dainty, for real? Dainty. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he hasn't thrown a pitch, and if he has, nobody watched it. Like if you pitch for the Pittsburgh Pirates, did it really happen? <laughs> Yeah, he hasn't pitched since uh, he pitched. Uh, he pitched eighteen games in two thousand eighteen, and that was the last time he pitched in the major league. I'm pretty sure he was here cleaning my pool today. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's. I think I saw. <laughs> pool party at uh, at Brady's. Yep. Carson Smith signed everybody. Every, everybody's bathing suit would be great. All right. So, what's everybody's thoughts on Erod's performance the other night? Go ahead, Palmer. Yeah. Yeah, like I, yeah, that's that's really all I got. I don't, I don't. It, it, I, I'm not, I, I always try to find the positive in things, but God, I mean, he went six. That's a positive. Yeah, the six things is a positive. You go by the last two weeks where I did that stat where they've gone, stars have gone four and a third. That is a positive. But what was it like? Six hits, five right. I forget exactly what it was. Five runs. He gave up a three-run bomb to yeah. uh, to the rookie Wander Franco. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yeah, and, and that was just that was a miss mislocation. That was a bad mislocation. It was a low pitch. I, I don't think. <coughs> Excuse me. If I don't think it was. You know why we have Vasquez was set up, or or I forget who was, who was catching that game. I think it was Vasquez. It was, it was well, it wasn't Plawecki. White dog. Yeah, we ended up getting Connor Wine that night. Jesus, what's going on over there? You got a herd of elephants. Listen, things are real here. Theo came over, Carson Smith came by. It's real. I guess if it's another positive, they won the game. So I guess that's a positive. Yeah, that's probably the most positive part of this weekend or this week. Uh, They ended up actually taking one and a half games over Tampa, and now they're a half game back. Yeah, I mean. Going into the fucking Yankees series. Jesus Christ. The Yankees with, are on fire right now. With 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 Erod, you know, I, I agree, Palmer, that you know, I try to look at some positives here, and it's it's really hard to you know to find them because I think everyone, you know, any any true Sox fan, they they're pulling for the guy. First off, he's been here forever, right? And you've really seen him in 2019 mature to the guy that he could be. You know right. what I mean? And then, you know, he's had a history of knee problems. Everyone knows about COVID. And it really seemed like it hit him way harder than the average major league athlete. And that's that's real. And he came came back as a feel-good April. And, you know, I, I kind of wish that, you know, they could do the little the phantom injury here, maybe, you know, pulled lat muscle or whatever it has to be. I think he needs everything just to pause, you know, like a moment just to, like, slow things down. Yeah, they do. You're right. I was a – I was actually at a uh, minor league baseball game on Tuesday night, and I didn't get to watch the entire game. But I actually got into my car, and I was on my way home at the point when Erod gave up the bomb to Franco. And I was like, I shut the radio off. I was so pissed off. I don't, I don't do the whole texting and driving thing. I pulled over to the side, and I put, fuck you, Erod. <laughs> I was so pissed off. Can you imagine what it must be like to be him when he comes home? Because you know his wife is like, this is going to be a tough offseason. You know, for, first time free agency, right? And he's like, babe, hey, he I know. Get paid shit. He ain't get paid shit. Right. So she's like, babe. Just pitch like you did in 2019. And he's like, great fucking idea, right? You know what I mean? Like, like, like clearly the pressure of the world is on Eduardo Rodriguez. You know what I mean? And and 
I kind of feel bad because you know, as he's already won the ring, right? So he's got that. Now he wants to get paid, and, and who can blame him? But every start just digs that fucking hole deeper. But you can't improve without actually taking the ball. But it ain't working. Nope. I would take 2018, 2019, 2017. I don't care. It, whatever he did in those three years, I mean, maybe maybe the myocarditis uh, uh, did do some worse damage than everybody anticipated or, or they're thinking. Um, something's going on. And I know that we have a certain person in our group uh, who constantly say says that he's not as bad as as his numbers are, and okay, he gets weak contact, but he gives up runs. And if you give up runs, you're not going to win games. Yeah, man, you can talk about his, you know, vorp zorp minus plus, you know, negative three. You can make anything look statistically beautiful, but it's not. Yeah, I mean. I mean, he's here's the problem. He let up a screaming double that I can't remember who it was, but if the guy doesn't try to make it turn into a triple, you got another runner. Yeah, you know, there's always men on. Like, yeah, there's just like he's constantly, constantly in trouble. And, you know, it's weird. It's almost like it's like he struggles early and then he kind of seems like he finds it a little bit. In and fairness, in fairness, a lot of our pitchers struggle, struggle in the early innings. Richards usually struggles in the first two innings. Pavetta usually struggles in the first two innings. Tonight was a turn a turnaround for Pavetta because I was like, oh, what are we going to get out of him for the first inning? And then it's like one, two, three. One, two, three. One, two, three. And I'm just like, holy shit. Is he just going to mow these guys down? Yeah, one, Nick two, had three. enough of, of like letting on base runners. He's like, a much better way to attack hitters is just to get them out. And yeah. I, it's a good game plan. Yeah, perfect. Just pitch like you did the last time, you know? Keep it up. But I don't don't care what level of baseball it is. I had this conversation with my guys tonight. When when you're working ahead in the count and you're getting outs early, pitching is so much easier than continuously fighting back inning after inning, you know, have high counts. You're always 2-2, 3-2 to every hitter. Your pitch count gets – even though I don't really care about pitch count – Pitch count gets elevated, and it's just it's it's so painful to watch. Like tonight with Pavetta, right from the get go, you know, bang, 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 bang. It's like, all right, this is fun. You know, I know a lot of people don't like a one nothing game, but I love it. I love it when the offense isn't garbage. It's like when you have guys on second and getting thrown out at home uh, from Kiermaier who has to run from right center to left center to get a ball, that's bad. That's when I start getting pissed off. And then not even that. That wasn't the only thing that pissed me off in this past in this game tonight. It was also Christian Vasquez Absolutely. getting thrown out at second. I told like, you. Seriously, what the fuck are we doing? Before the game, and it's 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 more so because we watch Red Sox every game, but it's all across baseball. The the pitch yeah, no, base really is. is terrible. I mean, Tampa Tampa had a blunder uh, earlier tonight too. The guy didn't he didn't tag back up on second, and granted, Raph he didn't either, and he wasn't called out on it. But I guess because Kermay like launched the ball, he was awarded second anyways. 
But then, uh, what was his name? Was it Wendell uh, who got who got thrown out at third, or Rafi tagged third because he didn't go? Yeah, it was the fourth plane, and he didn't go. He was like, "Oh, he's like, oh, I'm gonna go to third. Nope, he's there. I'm gonna go back to second. Wait a minute, there's a guy in first who's coming to second. I'm screwed." That was Brett Phillips. That's who it was. Crazy. It's just just crap. All right, so I want to I want to talk about this new uh, this new rule that they got uh, where they check the pitchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first pitcher that was checked was the best pitcher in all of baseball, Jacob Degrom, or as a lot of people like to refer to him, Jacob the Goat. Um, we saw. Uh, Max Scherzer get checked <laughs> three times in four innings. <clears throat> Girardi comes out of the uh, out of the dugout after Scherzer pitches five innings. He stares down Girardi. He stares down the uh, the dugout and whatnot. He goes back to his dugout. Girardi's yelling at uh, one of the coaches over in the Nationals uh, dugout. Yeah, and, his former assistant at, in New York. Right. I, I believe his name was Long. Yeah, Kevin Long or something like that. And he was just like, oh, you want to go? <laughs> you want to go? But that, that's Girardi. There was no reason for him to come out of the dugout no. like he did. He was just trying to be seen and, and cause a scene. And, and if you look, if you watch Scherzer get checked for the last time, Girardi comes, comes from behind the fence, and he goes up the steps to just stare at him. And... Obviously, he's trying to get some uh, some attention there too, but he gets tossed. Whatever. My favorite part of that was when Nick, uh, when Scherzer he goes to get checked. I believe it was the third time. He finally just like he throws the hat down, he throws the glove down, he takes the buckle off, and he's like about to drop his pants. And I'm like, wow, dude. So I go, I go into work the next day, and um, one of the uh, supervisors he's like, hey, did you see what this guy for the athletics did? I was like, no, but what do you do? He's he's like, oh, he dropped his pants. I was like, no, he didn't. So he pulls it up, and it's Sergio Romo. He's pitching for the athletics. I forgot this guy was still pitching. He's pitching for the athletics. He's get he's uh, the umpires are going up, and I feel so bad for the umpires because they got to put their hands on all this sweaty shit, and then they got to check these guys when. Sergio Romo literally drops his pants down to his knees. And he's like, go ahead, check me. That's what baseball has come to. The umpires are now running their fingers through pitchers' hair. That's what, what, a, what, what, about the, what about COVID protocols? Like, <laughs> I feel like, what are you talking about, man? COVID doesn't exist anymore. So, so we all got to wear a mask. You know, in in the dugout, but we can go and like really get the second base. You know, with these pitchers, like you know, like we're we're going, you know, we're going down, down up their shirt, down their pants. You know, uh, Jacob Degrom was bending over, and he's like, "Look good back there." Get you know, like what what's going on? Like, come on, what do we do? Or like, are they going to go in the NBA and see how many pumps they have on their sneakers? Like, like, and let the air out to make sure that they're not overly pumped. Is that what we're going to do now in the other sports? Like, baseball is perfect, and why do we have to just keep making it stupid? Obviously, but it's going it's well. Not perfect. Obviously, it's not perfect because it's going you know, great. Everybody's been cheating for the past like however many years. But like, all right. So then in the offseason, you figure out how you're going to police it. 
you know, you, you, you know, you decide what you're going to do, but like, like it's a nightclub now. Like you got to go in and you're like, you got to show your ID, right? You got to put up there. They got the wand out now and they're checking the guy that, you know, what blood type are you? Like this is where we're at now with baseball. A relief pitcher comes in. Did you see they did this? This is great. The Orioles have a knuckleball pitcher. I did see this. He, he wants no spin, right? He wants zero fucking spin. And they're like, listen, kid, we got to check it, right? Right. What the- what is going on? I, I, so they were talking about it on the radio. <clears throat> they were like, if a guy's going out there and he's got something and he gives up five five runs, why are you checking him? Like, that's Good pointless. Point. Garrett Richards, the other day, he's sitting there after the first inning. He's like he's like a lost puppy. He's like, is anybody going to check me? No, is anybody going to check me? You're not worth it, bro. Right? You just gave up three runs. You gave up two runs, and then you give up three more in the, in the next inning. Nobody cares if you're using anything. It's so, not good. No, it's not at all. It's it's absolutely terrible. In Major League Baseball, you can tell the umpires don't want to be doing what they're doing. It's I mean, it's just as embarrassing for them. There, there clearly has to be a fucking better solution. Like, really, what committee got together – and they were like, look, majority rules, boys. We're all going to decide, you know, what we're going to do. And was there really – is there a group of, like, 15 people that got together and they were like, you know, at least eight of us were like, what we want to do is stop and frisk, right, every time a pitcher comes it's, in. It's if, somebody, if somebody gets caught, is it, is it like suspended without pay and you can't replace them on the roster? Is that what it is? No, it's actually you get uh, you get suspended for 10 days with pay, with pay and you can't, yeah. you can't be replaced. And then you uh, you get no food or water uh, uh, every other every other day. <laughs> yeah, that's no. That was just added in. And then yeah, listen, you get paid if you cheat, right? But your team gets screwed over, and your other pitchers on the staff are going to get overused because your cheating ass ain't throwing a baseball. All right, so I, I, I got a question for you guys. Oh, Alex Beer posted something. We got. Uh, somebody from Twitter who tagged us in this and said this better be discussed because this is downright disgraceful. Uh, I, I'm going to have to disagree here, um, but Alex Beer had posted up, uh, Cora, uh, the way we played tonight shows how good we are. He adds that the Sox have, a, have got a lot of work to do, but praises the team's competitiveness. It's going to be a fun summer in Boston. Now, I don't I don't think that that's disgraceful. And I mean, like, what do you, what do you really expect the manager to say? You think he's going to be like, Oh, we suck. Today was, was a garbage night. We, we, we didn't show any heart. And this was a, this was piss poor and whatnot. No, it was, it was a great pitching game. Offense was horrible. Defense was okay. Except for the Chavis here. Base running was horrible. Yeah, offense, base running, it, it was it was terrible, terrible. I say terrible. And yeah, I don't see how. how listen, the, the Sox went in there and faced a team. Good win, yo, know, on the first game. Richards didn't even give him a chance to be competitive in the second. And tonight's game was a very close baseball game on the road against a team that won the AL East last year. So 
I don't know how you're going to sit there and hang your head. You know, I, I don't think this is a finished product by any means. I, I think Cora got them to this point and kept them competitive. I, 100%. It's, it's going to be time in the very near future for Heim to just uh, turn some of those prospects into I, – I don't advocate trading, you know, the farm away for, for rentals, but finding some, some players that can support um, you kind of what you started. All right. Let's let's talk about what you wanted to talk about earlier, Brady. Jaron Duran. We mm-hmm. all know that Jaron Duran is going to get called up at some point. Um, if it was up to Red Sox Nation, he would have started on the roster at the beginning of the year. Um, and Marvin Gonzalez wouldn't be here. Um, Danny Santana wouldn't be here. Uh, and, and I'll I'll start off by saying who I think needs to get get gone. <clears throat> Andres, DFA, Workman, get him the fuck out of here. Danny Santana's just taking up a roster spot. And I'm iffy on Marwin just because of the defense. And, and I can go either way with it. Like, we can keep him. We can boot him. And I wouldn't, wouldn't be hurt there. I'm going to go ahead and say that Durant needs to come up at some point in the next couple weeks. I don't think that waiting until August is going to be a great idea, especially with the bargaining, um, the CDA. We don't know how that's going to affect his uh, his playing time anyways. So sitting here trying to play with that playing time, I, I don't think that that's going to be a good idea. Um, just call him up. Uh, this constantly bringing Chavis up, yeah. I don't know, um, but I don't. I know Sale's going to come back. I know Brazier's going to come back. So there you go. You got um, Andres and um, Workman, and then maybe Richards. So, uh, what are your guys' thoughts? And uh, what do you think? They who do you think needs to get gone or get booted, DFA'd, optioned, whatever? Uh, go ahead, Palmer. Uh, yeah, I I kind of agree with the names that you mentioned. I hit it right on the head. Like and you got like you said, you have Sale coming back, you have Brazier coming back. Um, anybody on the DL IL right now is Arroyo there? Is that why he's Arroyo and Flewecki. Yes, Flewecki. Um, yeah, I mean it's just it's enough is enough. It's been long enough. Let's get rid of these guys. They're not doing this club any favors. And Brady. Yeah, I mean, I, if it was me. Franchi right now, absolutely. Uh, I want to see when, when he's swinging a hot bat. I want him to get an opportunity. Um, you know, if, if he's here for you know 15 games or whatever it is, and uh, he's not hitting the ball well here, and Duran is continue. Like, what's what's the what's the the marker for Jaron Duran? I mean, like, you know, he's he's played well double A. He's tearing the cover ball off of triple A. Played great in winter ball. Played great in the Olympic qualifier. Like, what what's the hurdle left to go over? And that doesn't mean that oh, he's definitely going to come here and as a savior. No, no, bottom of the order guy. He needs to be here. As we talked about, Sale Brazier coming back. Um, you know, and I also think Tanner Houck. You know, as he's building back up. Um, you know, I, clearly, if Richard's going to offer nothing to this team, and it honestly really looks like you're probably not going to get a whole hell of a lot. Like, I mean. You know, Martin Perez uh, would be the the cautionary tale that is right when you're thinking he's done, 
and he's got nothing. He comes out and throws a great start, right? So, I mean, the thing to me is I'd like to see Franchi like tomorrow up here and really getting a good two weeks, you know, and really let's see, is he, is he a quadruple A player or can he bring a hot bat and continue to, to, you know, to bring it here for the Red Sox? If not, I want Jaron Duran middle of July, uh, you know, and I don't want him to expect to be a savior in any way, shape or form. I just want him to have an opportunity to show what he can do at the major league level. Yeah. It's, it's getting annoying, especially when you have uh, Santana leading off. Um, when your leadoff guys are Santana, Kike, or Marwan Gonzalez, and you're not going, the whole. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I don't understand why we're still not going with Verdugo. Uh, and I can't say I don't understand. I get it. He's pro- he's protecting JD. Well, come on, man. We need a leadoff guy. Can't yeah. we find somebody else who can protect JD? I mean, <sighs> can't we put like Christian Vasquez or or I don't know, maybe I, I, I don't know. Maybe maybe that's the reasoning behind it. Maybe that's the reason why they're putting Verdugo there and they don't have a leadoff guy. This whole thing is just getting annoying. They need a leadoff guy. I don't think Jaron Duran's the answer um, before the leadoff guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's been tearing the cover off the ball down in AAA as the leadoff guy, but do you want to put that type of pressure on a rookie? No, I, w- I want to see him come in and hit in the bottom of the order. Um, and, you know, I don't want him facing, you know, tough lefties, you know, I mean, they have a lot of, uh, versatility with, you know, Kike can play anywhere, Renfro and Verdugo hits well against lefties himself. So I want to put him in, in a position to succeed, um, and, and set the, the, the bar kind of low in terms of if he's an eight or number nine hitter, um, and we get a little life, you know, from those spots. Cause if you really look at it, they've gotten really shitty production from left field, First base has been inconsistent, and center field has been inconsistent. So if Kike is more of your super utility guy, that's kind of what his goal was to be here was to, you know, really that was the goal. I don't know if we've been getting – we haven't again been getting much production from our left field because if Verdugo has been the one over there uh, basically all all summer – well, I'm saying we're we're getting production out of two thirds of the outfielders, right? You know, on, on a given night, and, and man, you know, it, not that I regret trading Andrew Benintendi, because uh, you know who would have seen the bounce back. But when you tra- you know we we traded a major league outfielder um, and replaced it with you know, you know hope, wishes, and pixie dust, um, and and as of right now, really haven't gotten enough in return, and it is frustrating to see Jaron Duran swinging a bat with authority repeatedly at the there's no other level for him to go to other than the major leagues. Like what, what else is left for him to achieve? Like Palmer, when do you think would be an appropriate time to, to pull that, but to push the button? Yeah. I, I think it varies depending on the situation, but yeah, by now. <laughs> yeah. I, I, it's a, uh, it's, it's, it's Jaron Duran time. Um, I want it within the next, 
next couple of weeks. Yeah, I mean, if he's playing left field at Fenway Park, if Manny Ramirez can go out there and play a, a, a respectable left field, I think Jaron Duran can as well. You know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I don't want him playing center field and putting that, you know, that, that pressure on him. Let him ease in. Give him the Jacoby Ellsbury treatment. That's, you know, that, that's the way it started for him. That worked out pretty well until he went to New York and fucked everything up, you know, for himself. So you put uh, Duran in left field. Where do you put Verdugo? You're going to put him at center? Yeah, I would, yeah. yeah. Okay, so where are we putting Kike? We're going to have him platoon second base? Fourth outfielder, backup infielder. But that, that's what Kike is. He's a right. role player. Right. He's not a every player. He never has been. Right, so you're actually putting Kike where he's supposed to be. Yes. Mm-hmm. Agree. Right. I love it. I love the intensity there, Palmer. <laughs> well... Because it makes sense. Exactly. It does make sense. He's a super utility guy. And you got people like Marwan Gonzalez, who's a super utility guy, and he's sitting on the bench, thankfully. And, um, I mean, maybe maybe if you had KK sitting out a little bit more often, you would get more production out of him. Oh, yeah. You know, because he'd be fighting for that spot. Yeah, I mean, in fairness, I don't think since he was – I think he pulled his hamstring. I think that's what it was. Like, he hasn't looked like the same offensive player, you know, coming back from that. So maybe, you know, maybe a, a little rest here and there, a little breather, maybe looking at matchups, you know, that, that favor hit, you know, favor his bat, you know, would be a little better way to go about it. But Kike is – he's a, a super utility player. Like, and that's not a knock. That's a, that's a good thing. That's a, that's a positive trait. But God damn it, if Jaron Duran is your left fielder and Verdugo is your center fielder and Renfro is your right fielder, that's a major league outfield. Wow. What yeah, who would have who thought that uh, Renfro <laughs> was going to end up being as good as he's been? Uh, he, he made a hell of a catch uh, tonight. That ball by Jimmy uh, uh, Choi, that's mm-hmm. his name? Yeah, Jimmy yep. Choi. That was a piss missile out to right field, and if Renfro doesn't do his little air Renfro. Uh, that's probably going to – there was a guy on first, right? Yeah, I believe so. Yeah, that probably would have scored somebody. And, and I, I think well, with what well, you're well, saying – What inning was that? I'm sorry? How, what inning was that? Did, how many did Veta walk? It, was a, it must have been a, walk, a walk or an error. It would have been a walk. Yeah, okay. I think what what you're saying is, you know, for this particular baseball season, that makes Christian Arroyo your your leadoff guy. And you say like, cool, let's you know, like let's let's see what he can do. I mean, he, he you know, let's get him in there. It's not Danny Santana. I mean, like, what else? What else does he need to fail at for you to go like this? It's not working out. Like, what what's the other threshold for him to suck at when you before you go like, that's not our guy. I've been kind of saying that he's not our guy for a little while. Um, when I would rather have Kike lead off uh, over Danny Santana or Marwin tonight, Marwin comes in uh, to take over for Bobby Dalback at the bottom of the uh, lineup. And I believe that's when Vasquez got picked off. No, and- <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> So now you start the next inning with Marwin Gonzalez at the plate. Like, come on, dude. What the fuck, man? Like, I don't know who I trust more or trust less, I should say, 
Bobby Dobek or Marwin Gonzalez? Nothing. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's how much we trust. Oh, that's right. a all right. All difficult right. question. <laughs> all right, I'll, like give you guys, I'll give you guys three choices here. Beers is loaded, two outs, full count. You have your choice of Marwin Marwin Gonzalez, Danny Santana, or Bobby Dobek. I'll elect a punt. Uh, I'm pretty sure that's n- not an option, uh, Mr. Palmer. Uh, <laughs> I would go with uh, Marvin Gonzalez as a, a prof- he's a professional baseball player, albeit not an exciting one, but still a professional baseball player. <laughs> so you're going for the strikeout? Yep, I choose for that uh, as opposed to you know the other strikeout. <laughs> Well, like Danny Santana, I don't know what's worse than striking out in that spot. Like maybe he hits like a screaming line drive to Xander Bogarts, who's on third, and hits him in the face and breaks Xander's nose, right? Jesus so Christ. like, so like you just pick the absolute worst thing that could possibly happen. Right. So Danny Santana's like that could happen with Danny Santana, Bobby Dahlbach. He might, like, it could happen, but that's a lot of pressure. And, and he looks like a nice guy, right? But I don't want to stress him out because he's young. Like, you know, like, he's just a kid, right? So I don't want to put him No, because you know he looks like the kind of guy, like, if he goes to a restaurant and he gets a menu and there's, like, everything looks good on the menu, he's like, Fuck, I can't make a decision, right? Like, because he's too nice of a guy, right? But Marvin looks like he's been to some fancy spots, and he, he could pick something yummy on the fucking menu. Danny Santana is going to hit a fucking line drive right to Xander's face, ruin the whole fucking season for everybody. That's why it's definitely not Danny Santana. And Bobby, don't put Bobby's too young. Don't put him in that spot. But Dan- Danny Santana still because both got to be in foul territory, so it'd be a foul ball. Yeah, but now Xander's dead. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> right. Christ! <laughs> right now Xander's dead. So like that sucks because like. Xander's really good at baseball, right? Like Xander doesn't suck, right? But Danny, like you got it. What do you think Danny Santana is actually good at? Because it's out. not baseball. So, like, what do you think he might be good at? Striking out. Hmm. Palmer, do you think like he has any special skills like that? Like he's got a nice beard. Underwater basket weaving, maybe. All right. All right. All right. I heard he, he can get you a mortgage. Like, he can get you a rate that, like, you're not getting anywhere else. It's true. Stay in Santana. Let's do it. Yep. Because uh, there's nothing else that's fucking happening from him. And they le- they put him at leadoff. Like, what a way just to start the game out on a shit note. Like, you're like, oh, yeah, it's a baseball game. Yay. And he's like, I'm just going to make the most boring at that of all time. And you're like, dope. I got to say, I'm going to say Chavis, he started the game off with a great at-bat. Even though he struck out, there's still a great at-bat. He made Walker throw eight pitches to him. He saw he, – he did a good job, and he fought off some tough pitches. He took some good pitches. But that was probably his only good at-bat. Hey, hey, Brad, you didn't you didn't answer your own question, though. So who, who in that scenario, you take who? Uh, the guy that murders Xander Bogarts? 
Uh, okay, so uh, is it a righty pitcher or is it a lefty pitcher? Uh, uh, for me, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Santana, it like, do, it, uh, okay. it, it does. It does for me. If it's a lefty, I'm going to tell you who's the pitcher. I'm going to give you the pitcher. It's Pete Fairbanks, right? He's all bug-eyed out, like he's ready to go. Right? Is that the clown that like covered the base the other day? And uh... he's the guy that looks like he's had like 38 Red Bulls. And he is just not going to blank. Like, nope. He throws like 115 miles an hour. Yeah, he's the guy that uh, was talking uh, talking shit to the Red Sox dugout there the other day. Yeah. And then so he it's got that his- guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so he's a righty. I'm going to go with Marwin. If mm-hmm. it was a lefty, I would go with Bobby. Talk me through the process of why it's not Danny Santana. I just want to hear – where you're coming from, right? Because it's fucking Danny Santana and he sucks. <laughs> like, okay. seriously, like, there's no like, Danny Santana is literally, like, the him and Matt Andres can literally get shot to the moon, and I wouldn't care. Yeah, what the fuck happened to Matt Andres, like, for real? Like, ha ha ha, what happened to him? The opposite of Josh Haley. Yep. He started off good, now he sucks. Josh Taylor sucked, and now he's really good. What is it, 22? Well, you can't really say it's 22 innings. It's, uh, I think it's 21 and a third. 21 and a third innings now. Uh, scoreless innings for Taylor. Yeah. Like, he looks he, like a guy that helps you, like, at Lowe's, though. Like, if, if you're going to get, like, a bunch of bags of mulch, you know what I mean? Like, you go there, like. I could see it. He's the most unassuming, like, it's cool, like, that he doesn't look like this big, hulking, whatever like that. He totally looks like they were just like, hey, kid, you want to throw a couple innings? He's like, eh, fuck it, right? You know, and he comes down, and, he, and he's really good. Is it me, or does Darwin Hernandez look like he's consistently stoned? Yeah. Could be. I don't know. He can't <laughs> find the strike zone. There's, there you go. There you go. Out of you, don't got Richards. ten years of uh, Garrett Richards. <laughs> I just I can't I fucking with. <laughs> All right, so who who do you get rid of? You want to get rid of Andres or Richards? Richards because he starts it. He ruins the beginning of a baseball game, so there's not even a chance to have any fun, right? Where like Andres comes in, but you may have had a chance to be in the game, but now you're not. Richards comes in and he's like, "There's not going to be any fun today." Andrews comes in, he gets two guys out right away, and then gives up a three-run bomb. Right, but at least you had a feel-good moment for those first two outs that you were thinking maybe today's the day, right? Maybe today's the day for, for, you know, that Andrews turns it back around. But you and I both know that if you bought tickets to a Sox game, right, and then you, you go on ESPN, you look at the schedule, and you go, oh, no, right, that you got Richards. I'd sell a, under face value. Right. So, so What's I, the odds you go to that baseball game? So, fun fact, <laughs> when is Nick Pavetta's next outing? T- tomorrow. Yeah. For real, when is Nick Pavetta's next outing? So, he was here Tuesday. What day is that? Or what date? You are the hard hitting questions tonight, Brad. It's the fucking twenty fourth. You can't fucking find no, days Brad, because my summer starts tomorrow. All right. Um, I think it'd, 20- be, it'd be Wednesday, wouldn't it? Nope. Twenty ninth. Thirtieth. Correct. 
Nope, it's the 29th. Okay. And yeah, you're right. It would be the fifth. Yeah, you're right. That's against Kansas City at home. Yep. On Tuesday at seven o'clock. How does Brad know this all? Seven ten. I, I I'm gonna crystal ball here because Brad has tickets to Tuesday night's game. Ding 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 ding. We have a winner. <laughs> I I will be seeing Nick Pavetta on games get drained out. Oh, don't say that. <laughs> don't be a dick. I will Wait. drive my ass all the way up to fucking Maine just to slap you right in the back of your bald ass head. No way you can find me. Guaranteed. I wanna, how much would you have to get paid right now? Like, Palmer, how long a ride is it for you to get to Fenway from door to door? Three. Okay. So if I said to you right now, I got sweet tickets, right? But Richards is starting the game. How much money do I have to pay you? to take that three-hour drive, because then the game's three hours. That's a nine-hour day to watch Garrett Richards get the shit kicked out of him by any Major League Baseball team, right? So what do I have to give you to go like this to talk you into it? You know, in all honesty, take Richards uh, Richards away from it. It's – yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I like that, Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Tell me I can't find you. You can't find me. My address is not on that. I could find it somehow. Oh, you, you probably could. I'd skip down. But anyway um, – I, I like Fenway for a lot of the things that don't involve the game, so I'd probably still go. Okay. All right. If um, you're talking strictly Richards, you, uh, you open your wallet. No, nah, uh, I I blindly bought tickets because uh, it's Devers bobblehead night, and my girlfriend has never been to a night game. Never. Yeah, and it's weird because we go every year, and she told me she's never been to a night game. We've been together four years, and she's like, oh, I've never been to a night game. I was like, really? You oh, never? Uh, I was uh, Yeah, I've been to plenty of night games. Not in the yeah, past four years. Yeah, too bad you don't years. take her, though, Brad. Way to go, man. I haven't been to any night games in the past four years. Day games kind of suck, to be honest with you. They really do. Like they're more, they're more like friendly to, toward your day, right? All that good stuff. But like, if you're sitting in the sun and it's 138 degrees, and Garrett Richards is pitching, and you're just like, we're already down 14, 14 to one. Danny Santana's hitting lead off, right? Jesus you just paid. You're just ruining everything. Am I? <laughs> you just paid 158 dollars for parking, right? No. Right, but like you know, listen. I picked a game one time random. That was the uh, the first game back after Boston uh, bombing Maryland. So, I mean, that's like sometimes you throw a dart at the dartboard and you just land on something like fucking amazing. So I hope for you, Nick Pavetta finishes what he started tonight with a no hitter. So my very first game was the day before the bombing. That's an interesting game to be at. Yeah, it was the day before the bombing. And Clay Buckbolts had a no-hitter going into the ninth inning. I think he pitched eight to third innings. He gave up a hit, and uh, Farrell pulled him. He was so good at times. You know what I mean? Like, it was it was maddening how good Clay Buckholz could be. You right. know what I mean? But he just wasn't consistently that guy. But I, I, I can't remember if you were on this broadcast, if you heard it right, but the thing I said about Blockholtz is the worst and best thing that could have happened to him was that no-hitter. Because he was yeah. really when he threw that no-hitter. Everybody thought he was the next up-and-coming star. 
and he really wasn't ready yet. No, I think you're right, man. And honestly, uber talented, right? Like, but between the ears, I don't think I don't think he had it. Well, you know, between the ears, yeah. No, that I mean that's really sad. You know that you really look at it. Who have the Red Sox developed since then? Lester, of course, but like after that, who? It's hard to say Erod when they traded for him, right? right. So I mean, yeah, you know, I mean, how you're hoping for, but I you can't hang your hat on five starts or whatever, whatever it's been. So. Holy crap, Buckholz hasn't pitched since 2019. Yep. How is Rick Porcello a free agent and no one even mildly even considered to even go, why not? Like, how is Ryan Weber pitching in Major League Baseball right now? But he a isn't. Former si- Who? R- Ryan Weber? No, he isn't. Ryan Weber is on the Brewers. Yeah, in the Miners. I don't know. They, I know. I thought they called him up to the uh, music roster the other day. No, they didn't. Fu- no way they fucking called him up. There's no way they called him up. Okay, well, little. Let's see what Google has to say about that. The 40 man roster. I'm pretty I, sure. I, I don't need. I don't need Google. No. <laughs> you and your Google information. No, I'm a baseball reference, homie. All right, my bad, bro. Yeah. But, but how really, Rick Porcel? No one even thought to even like. Kick the tires on him. Like I'm not saying I'm not advocating the Red Sox sign Rick Porcello, but you're trying. Would to you rather Porcello or Richards? Oh no, I question Rick Porcello. Porcello. What'd you see, mm-hmm. Potter? I take Porcello right now with Richards. I, I I don't know. What? I don't know. Come on, pretty Ricky. Oh God, come on. Don't even with that goddamn name. No, nah, but he's got. Listen, that kid's got. He's got a little little, little moxie, and he's not that old. You know what I mean? But Richards, when you say I have to relearn how to throw a baseball, like as though he had a traumatic brain injury, right? And he's like going through all the steps of rehabilitation all over again. And like we need to have like a, a Garrett Richards day at Fenway Park, right, where everyone stands up and they tell stories about the day they were there that Brad that Garrett Richards learned to walk again or some shit. Like, come on. I can't. I just. I can't do it anymore. I'm done. I, listen, and I never, ever, have ever booed a, a Red Sox player. I've never done it, and I never will. But he's about as close as I could get to fucking booing him off the mound. Not because he sucks up the joint, because his fucking like his excuses. Oh, like Martin Perez sucks, and he's like, you know what? I'll try better next time. Thank you. Yeah, I gotta agree there. <clears throat> Richards really has to has to learn how to talk to the media. He's definitely, he definitely doesn't know what he's saying. And, and, and it's, I mean, the one thing that he did say that I thought was absolutely hilarious was the fact that he was like, you know what? I'm not getting into the hall of fame. I don't care what my numbers look like as long as we win. I think that's hilarious. And I think that that was good. That was something good from him. But the excuses after his, after his games are just, uh, are terrible. I like how he goes out on a limb and he's like, I'm not getting in the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> no fucking shit. You're not getting in the Hall of Fame, right? You're not even going to have, like, a good inning. Like, let's let's just be real about that. So if you look at Ryan Weber, his last appearance was with the Red Sox. He hasn't made an appearance for the Brewers yet. If you click on the Brewers roster, he is there. Mm-hmm. He's on the 40-man roster for the Brewers. And Rick Porcello selling uh, used cars down at the uh, 
down on, on the turnpike in Jersey. Fucked up. It's not right. No, no, it's definitely. But if you want to get a good deal on a Honda Accord, call Ricky. Oh, oh, oh straighten you out. Oh my God, he really is. Yeah, ah. he's there. They, they're ready for the Ryan Weber experience, which I'm going to tell you how it goes. It's, it's going to be fucking terrible. He's going to give up 11 <laughs> runs. But you'll hear Eck tell him how he has so much movement. He's almost like Maddox, except he sucks. Like, he looks exactly like Greg Maddox, except for the fact that the ball doesn't go past the hitter. It goes past the outfielder, right, into the fucking stands. He really does blow. Who's, yeah. who's worse, who's worse or Weber? Or Andres? I'm going with Mike Kickham. I love his name, though. I fucking hate Mike Kickham. Yeah. I hate Kickham, and I kind of hate Zach Godley, too. Agreed. Palmer, you're a big Zach Godley guy, right? No. <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, All right, so this was a terrible this – was, this was fucking terrible. Uh, this was a terrible series. Obviously, Arroyo ended up on the 10-day IL. Uh, Flewecki also ended up on the 10-day IL. We lost the series two game. Uh, we took one of three. Yay! Woohoo! Um, we have the Yankees, and I was hoping that we would actually, we would actually take two out of this one. I would have been fine with two. Um, the way that we lost tonight was just absolutely horrible. We do have the Yankees for the next three nights. Um, we have Perez going versus that piece of shit, Domingo Herman. We have Nathan Ivaldi up against Jordan Montgomery. And then we have Erod going up against Garrett Cole on Sunday. And that is a day game. Get the slay and get the beat down done early. All right. That's cool. <laughs> Which team? If you think Eduardo Rodriguez is going to go match up zeros with Garrett Cole, I'd love to be wrong, but that's not the game. Like, I'm going to plan to do something on Sunday as opposed – like, I'll have the game on the background, but I don't think I'm going to be that's, – that's not must-see TV for me. Relax. So I'm actually going out of town uh, this weekend, and I might miss all three games. That might be a really good choice. <laughs> yeah, that might not be a bad thing. Who did you say it's Evaldi and who? Montgomery. That might right, be the like one that. game that that might be the one game. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. That's the one. Holy shit! Good. The Pirates just beat the Cardinals. A fucking Pittsburgh. Not even they didn't just beat the. They, they it was eight to two. I saw the Diamondbacks finally won. That yeah. was dope. Was it on the road? I mean, it doesn't, doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter, actually. Because they had the longest losing streak on the road. They're really they're really bad. They're like a they're a bad franchise. Remember when Tori Lavula left the Red Sox and, and everyone's like, oh, there goes the greatest manager. Like they really screwed up. And now he's like runs the helm of one of the most inept franchises going right now. That was pretty wild. 
So I, <laughs> I'm looking. I was looking up the score real quick, and then I came across this, the Padres. So last night, I, I I got home and I was just like, I was like, well, fuck this. I'm going to bed because Andreas. And then I was just like, you know what? The Padres are playing. Maybe I'll listen to Don Orsello while I'm trying to go to sleep because that's just like that brings me back back to the days of good Boston commentary because I fucking hate Dave O'Brien. And all that fucking dick he was sucking with uh, Randy Rosarina talking about how, like, oh, last year he was the greatest, blah, 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 blah. And it was like, bro, shut up. Place for the Rays, shut up. Don Orsello, listening to him on the Padres call, it's just so soothing. Makes I everything mean, a little better. It, it does. And I was able to go to sleep last night very calmly even though I was pissed off at Matt and Juice. And yeah, Don Rosello's, he's like your melatonin. You know what I mean? He's like your natural sleep aid just to go to bed and like after a Garrett Richards start and you're fucking miserable, right? And you're just like, a little Donnie Orsillo, even that shit right out. And it's unfortunate because he's not on tonight. But we do get to hear him call a Red Sox game uh, against the Athletics on Fox. No, that's cool. They'll never put Remy together. That'd be that's just every Red Sox fan's wet dream. That's not going to happen. Right. But like, at least you get to hear Don Arcello say Xander Bogarts before Danny Santana kills him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Let's let's wrap this bad boy up. Well, I'm looking forward to tomorrow. Is the uh, it's Dustin Pedroia night. It is oh, Dustin yeah. Pedroia night. And I did forget to mention that Connor Wong ended up making his debut on, uh, uh, was it last night? Pinch Runner? No, it was Tuesday, wasn't it? Yeah, Tuesday night. He made his debut as a Pinch Runner versus J- uh, taking over for J.D. Martinez, and he was the winning run. Um, he will be behind the plate on uh, Sunday catching <laughs> Eduardo Rodriguez. Thank Jesus Christ! Like you're gonna put him? I'm not. I'm not opposed to seeing Connor Wong being behind the plate, but like, can we like put him behind the plate when we have like a good pitcher? But he's gotta. He's gotta have that badge against Garrett Cole. Cool. Yeah. Right. Uh, Maybe they don't like Vasquez catching during day games. Oh, clearly, yeah. Day games well, on Sunday. You're going to have Vasquez tomorrow and Saturday, and Saturday's a night game. You know, you never see the same catcher follow up the next day of the day game. This doesn't happen that way, for whatever reason. How many games does Danny Santana start this weekend? Uh, I hope he gets shot to the fucking moon or DFA. I don't care either way. Okay. Uh, Chavis is up, so I'm, I'm assuming that he's going to be the leadoff guy for the for the next three games. <clears throat> so, works. what are our thoughts on the next three games? Yankees Friday night. Who's taking the game? Red Sox. I agree. Okay, that is the Martin Perez versus Domingo Herman. All right, Saturday night we have Nathan Ovaldi versus Jordan Montgomery. Who's taking Red, that game? Red Sox. I agree. All right, I'm gonna yeah, go. <laughs> I'm gonna go. Andres is gonna be stuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Fucking throw my computer, and I won't even have it. So uh, we're going Friday night, Saturday night. Red Sox are going to win. 
dare I even ask, uh, Sunday day, Eduardo Rodriguez versus Garrett Cole. Plead the fifth. Punt. Yeah. Well, I'll punt. I'll take a foul. I think, can I just say this? I think Bobby Dahlbach is going to hit the shit out of the ball this weekend. I'm hoping so because we we really need to show some offense at home. Yeah, I agree. I just, I, I just, I got a feeling. We, we yep. need to do something here. Uh, all right, Martin Perez, how many innings? 4.2. I'll go with the average. Five and a third. I'm going to go six. Ooh. Hey, Nathan take, Evaldi. Take five. Six. I think he's going to try and show up without a. That's not an easy thing to do. No, I don't, I don't think it is. I think he's going to go seven. Oh. <laughs> Eduardo <laughs> Rodriguez. Nine. <laughs> oh, fuck you. There's no fucking. You think Erod's going nine innings? <laughs> is it Where'd nine? You? Is it nine perf, perfecto? Yeah, that's it. Okay, well, fuck you. Uh, <laughs> what about you, Brady? That's a great response. It's hard for me to follow that up. I don't even know really what to say. Like my honest response is three, um, but like I'm going to hedge the bet with a perfect game as well. He's definitely <laughs> going to have go. an immaculate inning. That's happened. That's going to happen. Yep. I want whatever you guys are smoking. Um, I think he's going to go three. I think he's going to go three. He's going to give up six. That I'll take that. Fuck, that sounds pretty good, actually. Three <laughs> innings, six in runs. <laughs> that ain't right. If you told me right now he goes three innings and only lets up six earned runs – Sign me up. All right, Andres is coming in after him too. I like our chances. Fucking Cole better Garrett be ready. <laughs> got to be ready. He's got to give up less than six runs. The good thing is the Yankees don't hit anymore. Right? They hit today. They face the Royals, who suck against everyone except the Red Sox. I was so about to say real. we pretty much sucked against the Royals too. That was that. Yeah, we did. Uh, we we yep. lost back-to-back series, man. Yeah, but at least the Rays are good, right? They're they're a solid baseball. Doesn't matter, dude. We lost back-to-back series. One against a shitty team and one against a good team. In fairness, it's hard to win when Garrett Richards keeps taking the ball every fifth day. Can he please just get hurt? Can someone just like with their wow? What a death! <laughs> I don't know what to say. I just had enough. I can't. I won't boo him. But you wanted to get hurt. I didn't say killed. Let's be you clear. You said hurt. Can he please get hurt is what you but said. But, like, stub his toe. <laughs> or what if he's emo- or what about a- Yeah. What if he's emotionally upset? Oh, that guy's got some fucking emotional problems as it is. Right. So what if he's just sad and he can't pitch because he's sad? <laughs> is that a thing? Can we do that? Is that? It will be. Because if anybody can do it, it's him. Yeah. Or can he put the sticky stuff in his hair like Buckholz used to do? That, the sunscreen? Yeah, because, you know, or grow the mustache back and he's just, like, globbing his shit on everywhere. Because, like, 
Something's got to give. He fucking blows. Sorry. I I honestly would I'd have him go the a complete game like his next start when it's like eight runs in two innings. You got it. Work your way out of it, kid. I'm gonna. <laughs> Uh, hey man, he 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 threw like sixty pitches in two innings and still ended up going five. Like, come on, like, he's a warrior. Well, they they always bring a reliever into like eight innings when the game's out of hand. Why don't just let the starter go? You know, we're not going to win anyway. How about you eat your own innings? Because you want to keep him fresh for the next start when he lets up eleven runs in two yeah, innings. Yeah. <laughs> hey right, guys, all right guys. <laughs> we're we're an hour and seventeen minutes in. Uh, we're gonna end the show talking about Dustin Pedroia. Uh tomorrow night or Friday is uh June twenty fifth. Uh just is Dustin Pedroia night. Am I breaking up? It looked like I was fucking breaking up. Uh it's Dustin Pedroia night, his career with the Red Sox. He's a three time World Series champion, two thousand seven rookie of the year, two thousand eight American League MVP, two thousand eight so silver slugger. Four-time All-Star, four-time Gold Glove winner. He played 1,512 games. He has a 299 batting average, 1,805 hits, 140 home runs, 725 RBIs, 922 runs. Now, with all that being said, we know he's not going to end up getting into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Do you guys see the Red Sox potentially retiring his number? Great question. I, mean, I think he's meant so much to this franchise and in so many ways. It's and, and that's the thing with the Hall of Fame. He's probably not going to get in. But if you match his numbers up with people who are in the Hall of Fame, how do you say no to him? Easily you say no. <laughs> but the argument is people who are in there don't have the numbers he has. I agree. I mean, he's not going to. I agree with that, but it's like, okay, well, this guy who's not as good as Pedroia's numbers are, but you're going to say no to him? I, I definitely think the Red Sox should retire his number. I think that right. will happen. I'm yeah. sure they'll wait a little while, but uh, I, I'm just bummed that he can't do a David Wright send-off. That stinks. He doesn't want to do a David Wright send-off. Well, he, he, he already mentioned it on uh, Section 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, his knee's really shot. But, I mean, you talk about a guy who gave everything, every inning, every game, every at-bat, every pitch. You'd want to have a whole roster full of him. And everything to try to come back. He did not give up even after, year after year of injuries. He kept trying to come back. So, finally, it was like, okay, this isn't going to happen. Jesus yeah. Christ. Can you guys believe that the Red Sox are facing the Yankees 11 times in the next 27 games? Yeah. Hmm. It's going to be a big, big, uh, important series as I'm ripping ass over here. I'm going to bed. Well, all right, guys. It was a pleasure having you on. As always, uh, we'll be back on Sunday night, depending on uh, what time I end up getting back from New York. <laughs> so hopefully we come back and we have some good news and the Red Sox don't suck ass against the Yankees. Um, we'll yeah. See. Fuck Take yeah. it easy. Really? Yeah.
thank you for listening to the Pesky Report. Make sure to follow us on social media at Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Pesky Report. No matter what platform you're listening to us on, please make sure to leave us a review and a comment and let us know how we're doing. And don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. I can't believe you said you wanted Richards to get hurt. (laughs) Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.